Are you ready to hear a story? Oh, you are? Good. This tale is about a marmoset with a very long tail. A Longish Tale by Michael Ryan In all the stories in all the world, there has rarely been a tale about a tale. But this tale is different because the tale was different. For this tale was attached to a marmoset, and attached to the marmoset was a very long tale. The marmoset of this story was named Edward by his mother and Martin by his father, as they could never agree on names, and rather than confuse the poor creature, his parents simply called him Medwood. Medwood had a brother and sister, both of whom looked more or less the same, which is to say that all their marmoset parts were of proper size and in the right locations. But Medwood was not like the rest of his family. In fact, he was quite unlike any other marmoset that had ever lived. Medward had a long, very long, very, very long tail. His tail was so long, in fact, that Medward rarely ventured far from home for fear of getting it all tangled up. So he remained helping with chores, whilst his older brother, Alexandru, left home to see the world. As Medward grew older, his tail grew longer, until it became so long and tattered and tangled that it hardly resembled a tail at all, instead looked more like an enormous pile of unravelled yarn. I hate my long tail, Medward would sometimes say when he was sad. It's not that long, his mother would tell him. It's just sort of longish. But Medward's life was not all bad. In fact, at times, his elongated tail came in quite handy. His mother sometimes hung clothes out to dry in the warm afternoon sun, stringing Medward's tail along between two trees like a clothesline. His sister Jessifer loved to jump rope with Medward's long tail, and his father enjoyed mowing the lawn and taking naps on a hammock, which was often crocheted out of Medward's tail. One day, when he was flying his kite using his extraordinary long tail as a string, Medward realised that he longed for more, and that was the day when Medward's life began to unravel. Medward received word that his brother, who had been living in a city by the sea in a far-off land, had embarked on a trip to even further off lands to see the world, and somewhere between here and there, Alexandru's boat had been lost at sea. With no thought for himself, Medward departed that very afternoon with nothing but a handwritten map that his father had drawn from memory, where the edges of the world ran off the edges of the flat paper. Medward passed through small towns where he met wonderful people, and large cities where wonderful people met him. He ran down roads, swam across rivers, and climbed giant hills as he made his way to where his brother had last been seen. In this city by the sea in the far-off land, Medward did not have enough money to buy passage on a ship to search for his brother. So he built a raft from the driftwood that lay scattered along the sandy beach, lashing it together with his tail, and set sail that night to find his brother. For many days and many nights, he floated along with no sign of his brother, Alexandru. 
But Medward did see tiny fish and huge whales, puffy clouds and round moons, and bright sparkly stars. On his fourth day at sea, Medward thought he heard a small, faraway marmoset voice crying out, Help! Although it was difficult to make out clearly over the tremendous sound of the ocean as it ran off the edge of the world. And that was when Medward saw his brother, Alexandru, clinging to a piece of mast and a bit of sail, the wreckage from his ship. Medward paddled and kicked with all his might, but his raft would not go fast enough to catch up with his brother, so Medward did the only sensible thing he could think of, and threw himself overboard. He swam as fast as his paws could manage, and tried to catch up to his brother, and there, a few feet from the end of all things, Medward and Alexandri were reunited once more. Why? Alexandru shouted above the waters. Why did you leave your raft and swim to me when you knew there was no hope? Now neither of us will survive. Medward clung to his brother with all his might. Maybe, said Medward, but at least we'll survive together. And with that, they were swept over the edge of the sea. And that's when a curious thing happened. They had stopped hanging in mid-air, suspended by, of all things, Medward's long tail. And just when it seemed as if they would be stranded, dangling over the side of the world forever, they could feel themselves being slowly hoisted back up onto the ocean by Medward's long tail. For many days they were pulled back across the waters and onto dry land. For many more they were drawn across cities and towns, rivers and mountains. Edward's tail being pulled by all the people they had met on their journey. And two weeks hence, Medward and his brother arrived back home, with Jessifer and their mother and father, the very last people, or very first people, if you look at things that way, pulling at the very end of his very long tail. Medward had travelled the world that he'd longed to see. He had saved his brother, and he had been brought back, by the one thing that he thought had been holding him back, his tail. So, Jessica said, now that you've seen the world, what are you going to do next? The very next day, Medward went on another adventure to the edge of the world. Only this time, he was with his sister, floating high above the lands and oceans in a hot air balloon. And just like before, they were safely tethered home by Medward's longish tail. The end. Wow, Medward had a really long tail, didn't he? He must have felt very comforted, knowing that wherever he went, all he had to do to get home was follow his tail. I would love to say thank you to all my patrons, who all went to bedtime.fm slash support and donated a small amount. And if your big people donate $5 a month, We'll record you a special birthday message and send it to you right before your birthday. And we only need four more donations and we'll produce a sticker and send it to everybody. Goodbye.